guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're talking about Felicia Masonheimer, Masonheimer, um, from FeliciaMasonheimer.com. Um, she says, in today's session, we're going to be talking about how to make time for Bible study, how to create a Bible study routine that works for your life and your current season. And she talks about how uh, she's seen over the course of her years of studying the Bible, um, She's had to adjust to many Bible study routines and be adaptable with her schedule in order to prioritize her time with God. And she talks about how um, when she worked, um, when she wasn't working from home, she worked out in the morning before she went to work. So she didn't use that early morning time to do her Bible study. She used her early morning time to uh, work out at the gym. So she would do her Bible study during her lunch at time at work. And when the lunchroom was too crowded and she couldn't concentrate, she would go to her car and do her Bible study in her car. So she prioritized her Bible study time and uh, that is what worked for her. Then when she um, was working from home or became a stay-at-home mom to homeschool her kids, then uh, she changed things around in a way where she would get up in the morning, make her coffee and wash her face, do her workout and then go into her her Bible study, and then they would start on chores and homeschooling and stuff like that. So um, she's and and we're going to talk about other things that she's done uh, as well. But she says we are all in different seasons. We all have different demands on our schedule and on our time, and so this. With this in mind, we want to create a Bible study routine that works and is sustainable and also is flexible because life changes, things happen. No two days are the same. She says how to create solid routines, how to know what and when, where, and how to study the Bible, how to study with small children, and a little glimpse at how she does her schedule, what her schedule looks like. And we already talked about that um, I'm not, when she starts talking about that, I'm not going to go into a long depth, uh, about her schedule. Cause I kind of already talked to you a little bit about that, but she says, and I may very well get interrupted. She said, perfectionist view of Bible study. My kids are at home right now, actually. And I'm very well get interrupted by them just like I'm interrupted by my kids during my Bible study time, but it still happens. It still happens because it's important. We need to make sure that when we are talking Bible study, um, we don't have a perfectionist view of what that is supposed to look like. 
And if you have kids and interruptions, do it anyway. Uh, she said quiet time wasn't really a phrase that was used until the 1940s. Um, so if it doesn't have a nice, if you don't have a nice journaling Bible, um, or highlighters and a perfect cup of coffee and it's not at 6.30 in the morning, then it's not worth even showing up. And that is absolutely not true. It doesn't have to be the perfect, just like organizing doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect, your Bible study doesn't have to be exactly the perfect um, scenario of all the things that you've heard and, it, and all those expectations. Uh, she said, and unfortunately, God is not defined by our Instagram-worthy quiet times. He is still God. He's still on the throne. He's still Lord of our lives, and we still need to make him a priority regardless of what we feel like and regardless of how perfect or imperfect our quiet time is. If we believe that quiet time needs to look a certain way or be a certain length in order to matter, we're really only doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it to come to God and to have a relationship with him, to get to know him and his heart. And that's what a quiet time is all about. That's what studying the Bible is about. Learning more about God, not just learning more about ourselves. And she says, look back at your day as a whole. How do we create routines that make this possible? Uh, what does your day look like? What is the best time of the day for you to be meeting with the Lord? If the best time for you is evening before bed, do it evening before bed. Uh, now, she said she would go to the gym in the morning and she would do her Bible study and lunch break when she worked full time. So I went out and sat in my car and did my quiet time there. It doesn't have to look perfect. The point of this is it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It can be wherever you need it to be and whenever you need it to be. You just need to be willing to show up and make and maybe accept that it doesn't look like something you'd post on Instagram. If you are trying to do your quiet time at 5 a.m. when you're not a morning person, chances are it's not going to happen. Find a time that works for you and your personality and your life stage. You know, she had to make adjustments when she started having children and had little babies and was nursing. Uh, she says that quiet time at 1 in the morning while you're nursing could be another time that you've carved out. If you know you have to get up every uh, morning at 1 a.m. to nurse, then you can use that as your time with God. God is not judging you for having a quiet time that doesn't look like it goes on social media. It's the first thing she does is washes her face and brushes her teeth and then uh, that way, if you get up at 6.30, you get up at 5.30, you get up at 7, you still know the order of things that you're trying to do. You know, it's um, it doesn't have to be at a certain time.
time. It depends on your schedule. Uh, so choose a certain time slot and on the days when, and then sec, a secondary time slot. And then on the days when uh, she has missed it completely, just start over the next day. She says, don't let it get you down. Just remember, this is about relationship, not about a rigid hourly schedule. So my encouragement would be to choose what you're going to study now that you know when you're going to sit down. Have it a plan already ready for when you sit down to start your Bible study. And that's what um, the other person that talked about Bible study that we went over said, you know, have a plan, you know, have all your supplies, have the plan ready for you. Um, she says, just pick a book of the Bible, like the book of John or first John and work through it as long as it takes passage by passage, a few verses at a time, taking notes as you go. She said, I would suggest printing out a reading plan for the book of John. Or dividing up the chapters and verses according to the time frame that you're going to study it over. So maybe if you're going to take two months, then you know that you have four weeks. So however many chapters or verses you just divide it by that time frame. Um, you're going to spend, if you're going to spend two months, you're going to spend in the book of First John and going to spend this many weeks in the chapter one and this many weeks in chapter two and etc. Uh, now, where are you going to study? You know, is it going to be in the same place every day? Are you going to have, uh, you know, a different place? Um, the, so determine where you're going to study. Where is not as important? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be some magical place. Um, but when I was studying the Bible with a newborn, my first child, I kept a basket of all my Bible study supplies. So my all together and um and it was right there waiting for her when it was time uh, to nurse her child so remember if you're if in remember if you're in something that's too comfy though you might fall back to sleep and i found that sitting in a hard chair at a table can actually help me stay more attentive. Uh, she says, read through the, and how to do this is to read through the passage. Um, how do you study? How do you make the study process effective? Read through the passage, read it out loud. And then she says, read it and take notes, observations, who, what, where, when, how. Ask those questions as you're reading. Follow the cross-references. The cross-references are those little verses that are linked to the verses in your passage. So what does this passage mean about God? Two questions. What does this passage teach me about God? That's number one. Asking that question will help you keep the right perspective about the Bible. 
and so we can't come to it only looking for things that apply directly to us. Look for who God is. What is, te- what is he teaching you about his character? How does this change how I live? Ask, how does this change how you live? What And have a set routine. So we've talked about where to study, what to study, then and how. So now I want to transition a little bit back to the routines that facilitate good study as well as studying with little kids. All right, she says, we have a plan. We have an order of items that we typically do as a family and that gives a structure to our day. I don't wake up defeated by my day. I don't wake up already behind. I wake up knowing ahead of time. This is what we need to do. This is not an hour by hour plan, she says. It's just a plan and an order of how we're going to get these things accomplished in the day, which relieves the pressure and allows you to continue to facilitate an orderly home in an orderly and enjoyable time with my family and with your family while still getting stuff done. And the foundation for that is time in the word. It's Bible study. Now, teach your children to self-entertain. You can teach them how to entertain themselves. This is a huge deal, not just for Bible study, but for every single part of life. You're also setting them a vis- setting for them a visible example of seeking the Lord, and that's so vital. They see you doing your Bible study, setting example for your kids, and the important thing there is that we're that you are setting an example for them. Even when it doesn't feel perfect to us, sure, you're probably going to get interrupted, but you're teaching them to respect boundaries and teaching them to be creative and quiet for a period of time. Young children can learn that, but it has to be taught and you have to be consistent. But you can also bring your kids into the study process You can give them their own Bible study materials. And then for older kids, especially, you can give them a Bible that they can read and you can teach them basic study methods and have them do their own Bible study time at the time you're doing yours. It's a family affair. All right, now, after I'm done taking notes... She's back to going um, to how she does her Bible study time. She says she takes notes studying the passages, which takes usually about 30 minutes. She says, I spend about 15 minutes in prayer after. She says, um, people usually think she spends hours and hours and hours in, in God's word every day. But she says she really just spends 40 minutes a day because it's still a personal relationship for her. Um, Now, drawing near to God, she says, but my morning time with the Lord is a scheduled, consistent thing that's meant to facilitate relationship. It's not just merely academic or acquiring more knowledge about the Lord. It's actually meeting with him, praying, 
communicating with him. You will see that your relationship with him grows by leaps and bounds, but you will also notice that because your relationship with him is growing leaps and bounds, your relationship with others are improving with your and your relationship with your husband is improving and your relationship with your friends are improving with your church and with your kids etc etc everyone all of your relationships uh, improve when your relationship improves with God get now get everything you need all together and convenient and we're not going to naturally come to Bible study on our own it's a hard practice it's called study for a reason and so don't expect it to be easy but it can be very enjoyable when you facilitate the process you are intentional and you make the choice to show up knowing that God will always meet you there so quiet time doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect just like organizing doesn't have to be Pinterest perfect. But here is what I would say. Make it as enjoyable for yourself as you can. I think that's really what the Pinterest perfect um, Bible quiet times really were trying to represent is if you love drinking coffee, drink your coffee and, and do your Bible time. Do if you and when you if you love praise and worship and that helps you spend some time with praise and worship before you start your Bible study. You know, let me read this again. It says we're not going to naturally come to Bible study on our own. It's a hard practice. So why not make it as pretty as comfortable, not too comfortable so that you're not falling asleep, but make it comfortable, make it enjoyable, make it fun. Uh, so and do things that draw you in and uh, help you be consistent there are no rules just these are just ideas to help make it more enjoyable and more consistent all right now we're going to talk a little bit about where you can find her again remember it is um FeliciaMasonheimer.com, but I will have that in the description because her name, her first name and her second, her last name are hard to spell. Uh, so we'll put that in the description. And now I'm just going to go over just a little overview of what we learned today, what she tried to teach us. Uh, Felicia Masonheimer, Drawing Near to God, How to Make Time for Bible Study and How to Create a Bible Study Routine that Works for Your Life and Your Current Season. Your Bible study time doesn't have to look perfect. It can be whatever you need it to be and whenever you need it to be. You just need to be willing to show up and maybe accept that it doesn't look like something you're posting on Instagram. We are all different seasons. We all have different demands in our schedule and on time and our time. And so with this in mind, 
We want to create a Bible study routine that works and is sustainable and also is flexible enough for life changes. Things happen. No two days are the same. Now, many people are more readily able to keep a habit if they have a specific place where it happens. It's good to set a visible example of you seeking time with the Lord in front of your kids. Get them their own Bible and highlighters so they can study along with you. By becoming consistent and creating a lifestyle in your home that facilitates this drawing near and creating a sustainable system, a sustainable morning routine that helps you make time for Bible study. You will see that your relationships with Him grows by leaps and bounds. When your relationship with God grows at leaps and bounds, your relationship with others grow with as well. When you're looking at your time with God, your time in the Word first, look back at your time, look back at your day as a whole. What does your day look like? What is the best time of day for you to be meeting with the Lord? Find a time that works for your personality and your life stage. Once you find a time slot that works well for you, then choose a second time slot where else in the day and where else in the day you could do this if the first one doesn't work out. Remember, you're trying to be consistent. So if the first time slot doesn't work out, you may need another plan in case. And uh, she ha says, you know, doing it in the morning before your kids wake up is a possibility unless you go to the gym super early and then have to go to work at a certain time, then that kind of hinders it. In that case, you can do it during lunchtime. And if that doesn't work, you can do it in your car during lunchtime. And she says, but if that doesn't work, you can do it in the um, evenings. You know, you know what will work for you. And um, once you find, oh, okay. Choose a Bible study plan so that you, so that when you do sit down to study, you know what you're going to do, be doing. Have that plan ready. When studying a passage, ask yourself, what does this passage mean about God and how does this change how I live? Like she says, the Bible study time is not about you. It's about having a closer relationship with God, spending time with him so you can get to know him better. And it's not about us. All right, guys. Sorry. Um, we are going to end there. I hope you enjoyed that. And I will see you on the next podcast and the next YouTube. Thank you for watching.